0: Since, of course, when divine generation was dealt with above, it was said of the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, that some things belong to him in his divine nature and some in that human nature, by the assumption of which in time the eternal Son chose to be incarnate, it now remains to speak of the mystery of the incarnation itself. Indeed, among divine works... This most especially exceeds the reason for nothing can be thought of which is more marvelous than this divine accomplishment, that the true God, the Son of God, should become true man. And because among them all, it is most marvelous, it follows that toward faith in this particular marvel, all other miracles are ordered, since that which is greatest in any genus seems to be the cause of the others. This marvelous incarnation of God, of course, which divine authority hands down, we confess. For it says in John, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And the Apostle Paul says, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men, and in habit found as a man. This is also shown clearly by the words of our Lord Jesus Christ himself, since at times he says lowly and human things of himself, such as, the Father is greater than I, and my soul is sorrowful even unto death, which become him in his assumed humanity. But at times he says sublime and divine things, such as I and the Father are one, and whatever the Father has is mine, which certainly belong to him in his divine nature, Even the things which we read about what our Lord did show this. That he feared, that he was grieved, that he thirsted, that he died. These belong to the human nature. That by his own power, he healed the sick. That he raised the dead. That he effectively commanded the elements of the world. That he drove out devils that he forgave sins, that when he chose, he rose from the dead. These reveal the divine power in him.